All right, guys, you are locked on Falcons. I'm your host, Aaron Freeman. And today I am joined by the athletics, Tori McElhaney, getting her thoughts on the first few days of Falcons training camp, focusing on some of the young phenoms like Kyle Pitts, AJ Terrell and the offensive line position battles. You are locked on Falcons, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. So, guys, you know me. I'm Aaron Freeman. I've been covering the Falcons for many years, formerly at FalFans.com. RIP, still going strong, however, on Twitter, at FalFans. And, of course, the host of this world-renowned Lockdown Falcons podcast, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode of Lockdown Falcons features my conversation with Tori McElhaney, who covers the Atlanta Falcons for TheAthletic.com. And Tori is going to join us to talk about her observations of training camp. And we'll focus a lot of the conversation on how Kyle Pitts has looked, how AJ Terrell may make the leap. We'll talk a little bit about some of the other stuff going on at those position groups that tied in and how important that position will be on the offense. Sort of following up that conversation we had on Monday about Hayden Hurst and his potential role in the offense. Uh, and, uh, we'll talk about, you know, AJ Terrell sort of leading the charge in the secondary and sort of, you know, where Richie Grant is at. And, uh, Tori will, you know, voice some concerns about maybe not Richie Grant living up to early expectations so far through training camp and what that may mean for his future in Atlanta. And then we'll sort of focus on the offensive line battles, uh, where we may be looking at possibly two starters. Uh, heading into the season uh, that are rookies and Chris Dahlman and Jalen Mayfield, but maybe not at the positions we originally thought they may be destined to play. And we'll talk about that as well as Caleb McGarry's possible return and whether or not, you know, he has enough time uh, ahead of him to regain his potential starting right tackle spot this summer. So we'll get into all of that here with Tori McElhaney of The Athletic. But before we get into that, guys, I do want to plug one of the premier national shows on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's the Peacock and Williamson podcast where NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson cover the entire NFL, every team, every move, every game. You can get their picks and previews. Every weekday on the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of Lockdown Podcast Network, find Peacock and Williamson on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So with that being said, let's jump into my conversation with Tori McElhaney of The Athletic. All right, guys, you are locked on Falcons. And of course, I am joined by another illustrious guest, none other than The Athletic's Tori McElhaney, who covers the Atlanta Falcons. She's going to be joining us today talking about what she's been seeing in Falcons training camp these last couple of days. Tori, welcome back to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. Always love coming on. Well, Tori, you know, I, I asked this to our guest yesterday who's been at Falcons training camp. I'll ask it to you. You know, what's what's how's Kyle Pitts looks so far in camp? I know he had that big grab that was sort of plastered all over social media by everybody in attendance today. But sort of beyond the highlights, what are some of your impressions of what you're seeing? Oh man, it's one of he's one of those players that when you really get to look at him in person, it's when it really dawns on you how special and unique he is because I think that was something, you know, I I could break down film all day long and, you know, see what he could do when he was at Florida and everything like that, but to actually see him run past me, to actually see him run a route against, you know, whoever he's up against in the Falcons secondary, it's just 
you understand why he was that number four pick. I mean, it makes complete sense. He is that mismatch nightmare that he was advertised to be. I mean, he made that amazing catch in the end zone at the Falcons' first padded practice today. And, I mean, it's funny that you were talking about everybody was posting about it. It was it just so happened that everyone had their camera on Kyle Pitts. It was almost like everyone knew it was going to him, and it was – it was special. It was a, it was fun. It was as loud as uh, fans got that entire day. So he's exciting to watch. I know one time I can't remember who I was talking to. It might have been his former uh, coach at Florida that said, you know, he's like a thoroughbred racehorse. You feel his speed when he runs by you. And I think that is absolutely something I have seen from him in the last five days. He's really special. And I'm not just like – hyping him up because he's that number four draft pick. He really is such a different type of player that you have to be excited about. You know, it, it sounds like Kyle Pitts has been one of Matt Ryan's preferred targets so far early in camp. You know, from my vantage point, you know, it sounds like Matt Ryan's trying to accelerate that building of a rapport with Kyle Pitts in large part due to the expectation that he's going to be a critical part of the Falcons passing attack this year. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it's really funny that, you know, we saw these videos of Matt Ryan and his sons and he was uh, the Falcon social media put out this video and he was like calling them out and he called out Kyle Pitts and Calvin Ridley and they like ran out onto the field. It's super cute video. And uh, I love any of the ice cube content that they put out. But I mean, that's the thing is like he didn't have to say Kyle Pitts and Calvin Ridley when he's talking to his sons about, you know, who he's going to throw the ball to. But those are the two. Those are the two guys. And I think like in the absence of Julio Jones, I've said this a couple times, there is a lot of pressure on their backs it's like with Calvin and Kyle. There's there's a lot of pressure. But the thing about it is, and this is what I reiterate to people, is like they don't need to be Julio Jones. They need to be Kyle Pitts and they need to be Calvin Ridley because they bring something different. No one's going to be able to do what Julio does because he's Julio. You need to establish Kyle Pitts as Kyle Pitts and to be able to say like, no one can do what Kyle Pitts does. And, and I think that's what's trying to be established right now, even five days into this thing. So I, I guess my next question is, what do you think Kyle Pitts is going to do? You know, one of the things that I've talked about on this podcast and, and recently talking about with Hayden Hurst's weight loss and the idea that him and Kyle Pitts are going to be sort of this one, two punch and a, a core part of the Falcons offense moving forward with those two tight end sets. Um, but I guess I'm curious from your perspective, what exactly is the role that you, based off what you've seen so far, you envision for Kyle Pitts this year? Is he going to be their number one red zone threat? Is he going to be their chain mover? Is he going to be their big playmaker? You know, is he going to have to wear all of those hats? And I guess then the question is, is it fair to put those types of expectations on a rookie tight end? I guess, where do you uh, take that question? Yeah, I mean, the answer is yes. To what? What is he going to be for the Falcons? The answer is yes. He's going to be all of those things. He, the expectation is very, very high for Kyle Pitts, and you know that's a tough burden to carry for any rookie, regardless of position. That's a very, very tough burden. Um, I think we saw AJ Terrell carry that burden very well last year, being the Falcons' first round pick. Um, you you expect him to continue growing, but it's now moving to Kyle Pitts. And I, I really do – is it fair to put all this on a, a, a kid that's in his first year in the league? Maybe not, but 
he knows what he signed up for. You know, he, he knows the expectation that the Falcons have on him. He knows that he's in a offense that Arthur Smith loves his tight ends. He knows the balls. He knows that the ball is going to come to him and he needs to be prepared for that. And I think he is prepared for that just from what we've seen in the limited practice time that we've seen over the last five days. I mean, this is going to be a very special player. And the quicker he can be that special player, the better it is for the Falcons because he can be that generational type of player. And then understanding that there are other role players in this tight end room where Kyle, you know, it's not just Kyle. I know we're going to talk about Kyle a lot over the season and we should because he's that type of player, but Hayden Hurst is going to have, I think a good year. You know, he said he made the comment. He was like, I know a lot of people are saying it's Kyle Pitts versus versus Hayden Hurst. He was like, I think it's Kyle Pitts and Hayden Hurst. And we see that a lot in what they're doing. They're both on the field together a lot. And I think it's good for Hayden that Kyle's on the field with him. Um, and then you have a guy like Lee Smith, who's going to be a blocker. I mean, they have some different guys in that tight end room that I think having Kyle Pitts there only enhances what they, what else they can do. So what can Kyle Pitts do? Literally everything, anything and everything that Arthur Smith wants to do with Kyle Pitts. He has the opportunity to do that. And we're seeing a lot of that. We're seeing him lined up in different spots. We're seeing him block a little bit. We're seeing him downfield in the end zone. I mean, this is a guy who there's just, there's just so much he can do. I think at one point somebody said, the only place you're not going to see him is quarterback. You'll see him everywhere else. And I think that's exactly what it is. We, we're still trying to figure out what this offense looks like with Kyle Pitts, but there are just so many options that it's, at this point it's really hard to narrow down. Now you mentioned the player I want to talk about next, moving from one of the offensive uh, young phenoms to the defensive young phenoms in A.J. Terrell, and we'll talk about the expectations for one of the defense's most talented players coming up here with the Athletics' Tori McElhaney. But before we get there, guys, I do want to plug the NBA side of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where you can find a daily podcast devoted to your favorite NBA team. And if you're like me, you're a casual NBA fan. But of course, we still got you covered there with the Locked On NBA podcast. But for you Hawks fans out there, go check out Locked On Hawks podcast hosted by Brad Roland, giving you all the updates as well as the other local experts here on the Locked On Podcast Network for their various NBA franchises on who they're signing in free agency now that those the NBA offseason is, you know, full go after the draft. Now free agency is kicked off. So get the insights from Brad Roland as well as others on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. So BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. BetOnline gives you the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, all your UFC and MMA action. And of course, football season for both the NFL and college are right around the corner. And there's no time like now to get started at BetOnline. You got UFC 265 coming up. The Summer Olympics are ongoing. Of course, college football and of course, baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at BetOnline. Get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. And if for you Falcon fans, that includes Arthur Smith's chances of winning coach of the year, Matt Ryan's MVP odds, Kyle Pitts' chances of winning offensive rookie of the year. You got over under betting odds on how many yards and touchdowns you'll see from various Falcons like Matt Ryan, Mike Davis, Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts, and Russell Gage. You can get in on that action by heading over to the website or using your mobile device to sign up today at betonline.ag. 
Use the promo code locked on when you get there to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. That means if you deposit 500 bucks, you get $250 of free money to play with, with that promo code locked on bet online, your online sports book experts. So I'm joined by Tori McElhaney of the athletic covers, the Atlanta Falcons. And we've already talked quite a bit about Kyle Pitts and what he's going to bring to the table for the offense. I want to switch things to the defense as one of the sort of up and coming young players. You wrote about AJ Terrell the other day for the athletic. Tell me what you're sort of seeing from him so far in trading game. Yeah, he's, he's very flashy this time around. I mean, I think you look back on what his, rookie training camp was and you know he comes out and he earns that starting spot he he truly did in that training camp he earned it and that was I think people forget how much of a testament that is to the work that he put individually because he did not have a rookie camp there was no OTAs he came in training camp and won that job within a month that's pretty special and then also being able to hold on to that he he did some good things some really good things for a rookie corner in the league um in 2020 that I mean I, I think that that sometimes gets overlooked. And I, I think now going into 2021, he has so much experience. You know, it, I think it was, I don't know who it was. It may have been Raheem Morris when he was the interim head coach. And we were asking about AJ Terrell. And he was like, he's not a rookie anymore. He has 10 games under his belt. Like this is a guy who is going out and playing almost every single down. He knows what he's doing. And that's where we're at right now. It's like, all right, now he knows what he's doing. Let's see some flashy production. And that's what I think we're seeing in camp. He had He's all over the ball. He's getting hands in there for pass breakups. He had an interception yesterday or Sunday, whenever it was. All the days run together for training camp. Um, he's doing a lot of things really well. And I know I asked Arthur Smith a couple days ago, I was like, do you see A.J. Terrell being the leader of the secondary? And he was like, I don't want to put – that title on him just yet, but he's coming along and we like what we see from him. And I think that's really, really important. I don't know if AJ Terrell's ever going to be a super vocal leader, but he's the type of guy that you want to emulate. He's the type of player that you want to emulate. And I think it's now time in year two to kind of see those PBUs go up, see those interceptions go up, get, get him getting his hands on the ball and coming down with those 50-50 grabs, I think, is where he could make a jump in year two. Yeah, that was going to be my, my next question. Uh, thank you for answering in, in terms <laughs> of what you wanted to see from him to make that jump into year two. But you, you talk about the leadership that he has in the secondary. And I think there's no doubt that anybody, when they look at this Falcon secondary, you know, you kind of see some veterans, you see some stopgap options, some journeyman type players uh, that have sort of bounced around the league a little bit these last couple of years. And AJ Terrell, this sort of first round, um, you know, with this first round pedigree, I guess from your perspective, from what you've seen from the rest of the secondary, does it seem like things are sort of coming together with the Fabian Moreau's and the Isaiah Oliver's and Darren Hall's and the Richie Grant and all those other guys in the secondary? Are they sort of uh, trying to fit into that spot, you know, you know, behind AJ Terrell? Yeah, it's very much coming together and it's coming together a lot quicker than I thought it was going to. I thought this was going to be something that spanned the course of the first two, three weeks of training camp where the rotation is very heavy in the secondary, but it has not been that way in the first five days of practice. It is very much a AJ Terrell opposite. AJ Terrell is a Fabian Moreau deep safety. You have Eric Harris, you have Deron Harmon. And then if they have five guys out there, then Isaiah Oliver comes in the slot. So 
I think that's the group. That's that's your starting group right there. And it's been the starting groups since day one. It really does feel that way. It's behind all of them that I think the competition is really exciting because you have Jalen Hawkins, who had two really nice pass breakups today in the first padded practice. I mean, he looked good today. Um, he is expected to have an expanded role in his second year in the league. Um, TJ Green, who was not on my radar at all. Chris Williamson, who was not on my radar at all, coming in and doing very well in the first few days of practice. I mean, they've, they've turned some heads. I think they've been doing, I mean, as good as what can be expected of a second-round uh, second group um, or a second-team group. Um, speaking of second round, though, Richie Grant hasn't been the guy that I thought he was going to be just yet. Now, we are still early. There's still plenty of time for him to establish himself maybe as a second teamer, but he's not there yet. And I, I need to watch him more to figure out why that is. Um, and Because it, it, it is interesting that your second round draft pick is on the third team and not really in the rotation with those first guys and second guys. Um, so that's what I need to look more into and to question more. Like, how is Richie Grant really coming along? Because right now there are guys out playing him. And then there's also the, the whole idea of Isaiah Oliver and Kendall Sheffield. And this is a make or break year for the, for both of them. It really is. Um, Isaiah is still getting in there a lot with the first team and the second team. He's moved outside. Kendall Sheffield is usually outside as well with that second team. So the fact that they haven't necessarily established themselves as like full on starters, Isaiah a little bit differently because it depends on the package um, or the look, but it, this is a big year for both of them too. And they're, they're two people that I need to watch more too, just to figure out like, okay, how are they coming along in a year that really, really matters for both of them? Okay. And uh, speaking of players coming along, let's talk about the offensive line and we'll get into <laughs> that uh, further with uh, Tori McElhaney of the athletic. But before we get there, guys, I do want to plug the Locked On Today podcast. You guys know I have you covered with all things Atlanta Falcons, but who's got you covered for the rest of sports? That's host Peter Bukowski of the Locked On Today podcast. It's all the sports news that you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So, guys, did you know that Built Bar, which is the best tasting protein bar in the market, has nine delicious flavors? Whether you're a fan of mint brownie, cookies and cream, cherry, barcia, double chocolate, salted caramel, coconut, raspberry, orange, or strawberry, there's something for everyone. You can try them all with a mixed box, and you'll want to to get that healthy snack that tastes just like a candy bar with none of the guilt because Built Bars contain 100% real chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. However, it's not just about Built Bar's great taste. You know, they taste just like a candy bar, but they're healthy too. Again, you're getting that candy bar feeling with none of the guilt because Built Bars are low in sugar and calories. They're high in protein and fiber. All you got to do to take advantage of this, head over to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. So um, to wrap up today's Lockdown Falcons here with Tori McElhaney of The Athletic, I want to talk about, you know, some of these other ongoing positions, particularly on the offensive line where there are some of what at least I perceive to be the few starting jobs up for grabs. And in my 53-man roster prediction from last week, I predicted that we would see Chris Dahlman and Jalen Mayfield starting uh, next to each other at center and left guard. Uh, it seems like based off of the early buzz that, it's not necessarily 
the notion that those two guys might be starting, but they just might be playing different positions than what I initially projected them at with Dolman getting some longer looks at left guard. And of course, Jalen Mayfield stepping in for an injured Caleb McGarry at right tackle. Are we on a path of potentially having two rookies start on this offensive line week one, or do I need to pump the brakes a little bit? On <laughs> I, I think you can pump the brakes on Dalman a little bit. I, I'm not a hundred percent sold on him being a starter week one. Um, I am more sold on Jalen Mayfield being a starter week one just because there is no depth at tackle right now, like at all. With Caleb McGarry and Matt Gono both injured and on the on the pup list, like we don't know how long. We know Matt Gono is not going to be out there for training camp. We know as of today that Caleb McGarry is, there's still no timeline for his return. Arthur Smith said as much, you know, could he show up tomorrow at practice? Absolutely. But do I expect that? No. Um, so I, I think it's very interesting because I was in the same camp as you where I, you know, when Jalen Mayfield was drafted, I was like, this is the long-term answer at left guard that they have not been able to fill for, you know, years. There's always a competition at left guard, it seems like. But now that we're into training camp, we know Caleb McGarry's out. We know that Matt Gunner's out. This is a prime opportunity for Jalen Mayfield to establish himself at right tackle. And that's something that I wasn't thinking was going to happen within the weeks of him becoming a Falcon. I, I truly thought that they were going to move him inside and there's still a potential for that. Um, especially if Caleb McGarry comes back and is playing a hundred percent and playing good and looking good. I mean, he may be the guy, but I think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens when he does come back to gauge how much of a competition this actually is at right tackle. Like, is this something where, Jalen Mayfield is just a placeholder or is he actually making a case to take over that starting spot? That's the question that we'll have to answer when McGarry does come back with Drew Dahlman. It's very, very interesting because, you know, he, I assumed that Josh Andrews was that left guard. I, I still very, I heavily favor Josh Andrews just because he does have that experience um, I think that's going to be important. And, you know, he, he is on a one-year deal. So, like, why would you bring him in if he wasn't going to be the starter at left guard? I mean, you could, you know, bring him in for depth purposes, but, you know, whatever. But um, I think it's very interesting because I was thinking that Drew Dahlman was going to put, push Matt Hennessy at center. And I do think he is doing that because he is getting a lot of reps at center in the second with the second team. However, he actually got some first-team reps over the last couple of days at left guard. I mean, Josh Andrews is still getting in there. They, it may just be something they're trying for the week and just trying to get him some reps there. Um, but it was very interesting because that, I didn't think that that was going to be a competition, Josh Andrews versus Drew Dahlman at left guard. Um, so it's going to be interesting to watch to see if this is something that we should expect long-term or if this is just something that they're trying out just to get a feel for it. Yeah, you know, and, you know, you're talking about Caleb McGarry's return from injury. And I think sort of trying to do the math in my head because, you know, we're it's a different summer because we have three preseason games as opposed to the usual four. And usually the third game would be the dress rehearsal in the four game preseason. But now it's the second game. And so <laughs> there's usually some math formula of like you have to get a certain amount of reps with the first team before that second dress rehearsal game in order to establish yourself as a starter. So if like Kayla McGarry doesn't come back, you know, if he misses another week of practice, is he really realistically going to have a chance to prove himself uh, to this coaching staff to, to wind up winning the starting job before at a certain point in the summer, the team is going to be like, well, 
you know, we've been in camp for three plus weeks. All the competitions are over. It's too late now. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm, it's hard. It's hard to figure out how that works out because it yeah. just the the math is not normal. But yeah, basically the point I'm trying to get to is like at some point Caleb McGray has to come back pretty shortly in order for him to have a realistic shot of, of winning his job, right? Yeah, no, I agree because you know. Jalen Mayfield's getting a ton of reps. He, I mean, he's the guy at right tackle right now. And, you know, is there going to be an ease, like, or is it going to be a period where they have to ease Caleb McGarry back in? Because that's also adding weeks. Jalen Mayfield, knock on wood, is healthy and ready to go. I mean, he's a rookie. He's going to make his mistakes. He's going to have some growing pains. That's to be expected. Caleb McGarry, we don't really know right now. We don't know what help issues are going on we don't know what that return is going to look like we don't know when that process is going to start they're very much evaluating him but we don't know if it's a two-week evaluation process or a three-week or a one-week we don't know what that timeline is right now so it does call into question exactly when Caleb gets that 100 percent all all clear what that does mean for the future of the position and if he has enough time to get in with this group that Jalen Mayfield has been playing with for weeks yeah, you know, that was my way, Tori, of, of seeing if you had a little bit more injury information than the rest of us had. But uh, I wish I, I wish I did, but I don't. I, I know as much as everybody else at this point. OK. All right. So. All right. <laughs> That's good to know. That's good to know. All right. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tori, I appreciate you joining me and, and sharing your insights. I look forward to our future conversations mm-hmm. about what's going on. And, and maybe a, a, after a couple of preseason games, we'll sort of. Uh, get to reassess where some of these competitions are and where these players are looking at, but uh, let the listeners know what type of stuff you got coming up for them at the athletic. Oh man. I mean, I'm doing practice notes reports every single day. So y'all can check all of those out. There's a lot going on. This thing is still barely, very early on. We're still very, very early on in the install process. So there's a lot to go over a lot to learn about these team, this team, a lot of questions to ask about this team. And so I'll be there to do it all um, from from early morning to late at night. That's what I'm going to be doing. It's training camp, and that's all you do for the entire month of August is training camp stuff. So um, you can follow me on Twitter at Tori underscore McElhaney if you already don't. Um, and then, of course, subscribe to The Athletic. Uh, I got a lot coming over the next couple of weeks. Absolutely. I was about to say exactly. Absolutely and exactly. Um, uh, Guys, uh, check out Tori's stuff. It's always great content as usual. And of course, The Athletic has you covered not only just with the NFL, NBA, all the sports, Olympics, all that sort of stuff. So it's a great bargain uh, for the price of basically getting coverage of one sport. You're getting coverage of, I don't know, 37 sports, it (laughs) seems like at this point in time. So definitely check that out. Uh, Tori, I appreciate you uh, joining me. And again, looking forward to our future conversations. Awesome. Can't wait. All right, guys, there you have it. Uh, Tori McElhaney of The Athletic. Unfortunately, in editing this, I realized I said Chris Dolman instead of Drew Dolman, and that's probably not the first or last time I will make that mistake. Uh, but, uh, you know, Chris Dolman refers to his dad. Uh, so there you guys have it on that. And, you know, what she said about Richie Grant was interesting because, like, I was just kind of sitting here these last couple of days, like, Richie Grant not getting first team reps. That's not a very promising sign, but, you know, I didn't want to panic after three days of training camp or whatever the case may be. But that has been something that's been on my mind as well. Is it's usually when you look at the Falcons' history of, uh, second round picks at the very least, you know, and again, it's not necessarily an exact science, but the guys that don't 
wind up starting in their first year, particularly at least the Dimitrov picks. Let's say that. Let's say that. The Dimitrov era second round picks that did not start their first year uh, win starting spots, you know, going into the rookie seasons with the exception of like the Willie Moe's of, of the world that were hurt uh, th- that initial season. And maybe you can even throw Marlon Davidson that list, but like the difference between the outcomes of the guys, you know, that didn't necessarily get off to fast starts uh, going into their rookie seasons versus those that did. It's not great. Like I'll be honest with you. So again, I'm not panicking on Richie Grant, but uh, it's been something that's been in the back of my mind these last couple of days. So uh, we'll see if we can uh, explore that a little bit further as, as we move forward. But uh, um, you know, tomorrow's episode will feature a guest with Will McFadden of the believe in Falcons podcast, formerly of Atlanta Falcons.com. We'll get Will's thoughts on, on some of these topics. Maybe we'll even talk about that Richie Grant thing uh, as, as well and sort of get Will's thoughts on sort of training camp so far and, and sort of these ongoing competitions and sort of what he's focusing on as we sort of are a couple of days plus a week away from our first preseason action against those Tennessee Titans and uh, you know I'm, I'm sure there won't be one particular player storyline that we will be talking about leading up uh, to that game but in the meantime uh, you guys can send in your questions because we have a availability on Friday and that's an opportunity for you guys to you know send in any questions that you may have for a possible Q&A episode for Friday's episode and of course you can send in your questions to Twitter at Locked on Falcons or Facebook at Locked on Falcons, or you can send an email to Locked on Falcons at mail.com. There you guys have it. And before we duck out of here, guys, I do want to plug the Locked on Bets podcast. Uh, Again, this is a great podcast, daily podcast to listen to. If you want to get some uh, gambling insights, you know, betting on whatever sport, you know, in our case, football doesn't necessarily have to be a guessing game. And as you guys get geared up for this upcoming football season, in which I'm sure some of you will be certainly interested in placing some uh, bets on the Falcons or other teams, you you might want to, you know, get a nice little cushion going into the NFL season in 2021. And you should do so by checking out the lockdown bets podcast hosted by your boy Q of lockdown Raiders. And of course, uh, handicapping expert Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. You get Lee's picks, blowout specials, his lock of the day every time you listen to Locked On Bets podcast. And of course, you can find that on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. So there you guys have it. Till then.
I just realized I wasn't recording, recording. in progress. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I got it. I got it. I was recording okay, on good. separate things, but oh, I like okay, to have good, a backup. To backup. There we go. Realized. Okay. <laughs> 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 no. Okay. Uh, let me go on to the second question. Um, so 